So hoarding has gotten so bad that now it's it's affected my personal life. I have a serious problem when I go to the store. You see, the, the reason why you hear a Bic lighter at the intro is not because, like in the past, I've run out of lighter fluid. Um, but this time, I, uh, I'm, out of, I'm out of flints. So my Zippo, the, the flint died. So I went to the store, and uh, I tried to get my hands on, on some flints. Who, while hoarding, buys all the flints for the Zippos? Can't find fucking Zippo flints. So now, not only is there a, a, a fucking lack of supply in all paper products, right? We're missing toilet paper, tissues, paper towels, wet ones to wipe your, your pretty little butthole. Can't, can't find any of that. But now we're hoarding flints for Zippos. So stick with us on today's show. Uh, we're going to go over the difference between hoarders, panic hoarders, and preppers. And why they might all be cunts. Maybe one is somewhat acceptable. Um, but I think on, on this show today, we have to draw the line when it affects us. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war. There is only dice and pipes. Not happy today. Can't use my fucking Zippo. I'm stuck using the big lighter. Welcome back to the... Wow, this might be the last time that we say Warhammer edition of the Dyson Pipes podcast. I am Chris. Along with me is Brian. Hello. Hello. <coughs> Dude, your lungs sound terrible. Are you okay? Send more paramedics. You you sound like the uh, the guy that gets um, the guy that gets taken over in Independence Day, the, the, like the, the scientist <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. behind the glass, you know. And they're like, uh, "What do you want from us?" He's like, "To die, to die." <laughs> so apparently, people are out there prepping for the end of the world. I'm still convinced that it's my the end week. of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. (laughs) I'm still convinced that the comments made last week, they're still going to age well, right? We're, We're still... Yes. It's not over the top. We're not fucking dying by the thousands, all right? No. If we're so concerned about things that affect us as as the American population is concerned, then, wh- dude, why don't we pay more attention to, like, car accidents and, uh, oh, I don't know, obesity or, mm, here's a novel idea, uh, heart disease. Right. More people are dying that way than they are of this shit. But everybody lose their minds. Whatever. I can't get fucking, I can't get tissues, can't get paper towels. 
I, I, people now have become so desperate to wipe their ass that they've they've moved on from toilet paper. They realize that they can't get toilet paper anymore. They're now going to use napkins. Yeah, and around where we live, that's a very dicey proposition because more people than not have septic tanks. So it's really going to be funny yes. is when everyone's backyards start erupting into old, reliable <laughs> shit geysers. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be good. I mean, long term, well, first of all, short term, look, I understand. And um, look, I'm, I'm blessed. My wife, she likes to stock up on shit. So I have plenty of toilet paper. Um, but for those out there who are less fortunate, who have no toilet paper, dude, there, there's ways around this. I saw a novel idea. It was a meme. It was somebody had taken a lawn chair and cut the seat out of it. So it, it was cut in a way where you could still sit down with your pants off. Okay. And you would expose your dirty bunghole and what you would do is you would take your your little garden hose and you would just point it straight up and you basically turn it into a yard bidet. A yib bidet. A yib bidet. A yib bidet. <laughs> yep. And then that way, look, here's, I know this is another crazy idea, but there are these things out there that people have. They're called showers. True that. That you could just get in the shower. I know it sounds filthy, but in a pinch, as you're pinching one off, you could get in the shower and clean your dirty asshole. True. So everybody's losing their mind. You see all these fucking pictures of people in like Costco and, and Sam's and BJ's and all these other places, even regular supermarkets, where they're leaving the store with like carts full of paper products. And it, it's a little ridiculous. You know? Yes. How do animals in the wild wipe their ass? I, I don't think they use toilet paper. No. No. I like your one word approach to this. <laughs> This is pretty. This is pretty good. <laughs> you know what it is. Yes, I'm. I know it has to be talked about, but I'm exhausted talking about it. But we're just getting started. I know. I, it is. It is fucking painful, dude. It's all over. No matter where you look, like this is what you have to deal with now. Only, it's, only when you're around. Because when you're not around, I don't deal with it. No, that's not true. Because even when you you drive, anytime you drive, you have to feel, you have to see a sign up here. As a matter of fact, even up here on the highway, I saw a sign that said hashtag flatten the curve. That's only if you choose to read it. So you think I should instantly become illiterate <laughs> as I drive around? <laughs> nope. You should do what I do. When you see those signs illuminated, you divert your eyes. You nope. I'm gonna look over here. So I'm gonna be like a horse. I'll put some blinders yes. on. Not a whore like the. Fine lady in the don't in the what I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Um, I do not watch the news. I really don't use social media, especially now with all this going on. Right. Uh, here's what I've been doing in the week since our last recording. I have been reading Shadowrun rules, Shadowrun lore, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. playing Division, and watching uh, reruns of The Office. Fuck, dude. When do you think they're going to get Netflix in my area? Because I'm fucking dying to watch The Office. Yeah. It's, you know I, what I, I keep do? checking. I'll film it on my phone and live stream it to you. Uh, maybe we'll FaceTime each other. You just yeah. leave your phone up there and then I'll watch it. Yeah. Just put the subtitles on because the audio might be a little, little shitty. Speaking of subtitles. What's the matter? Real quick. 
uh, while we're at work, oh, we don't God. have a choice because the news is being broadcast on every TV in in our facility. Anywhere we go, the TV's on. Uh, can we talk about how amazing mm. the sign language consigliaries are? Consigliary, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to elected officials. The unsung heroes of this of, crisis. Yeah, yeah, of like video conferences. Uh, they're incredible. Now, the question is, the real question, we've seen a couple now, and there are two that I think need to battle each other in a sign-off. A, a sign-off. They, they have to. Yeah. The first is the uh, the woman who is the sign language interpreter. Consigliere. Consigliere, I'm sorry. Uh, sign language consigliere of the governor of New Jersey. I forget that douchebag's name. Murray? Governor Murray? Jim Murray? James Murray? Yeah. Whatever. She, though, she definitely stole the show. So he was giving, I is guess- Is she a, the, the, the kind of heavier set chick with the guy haircut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of an older uh, an older lady. Yeah. Yeah. So very animated. Very animated. And I like her style. She definitely, she sells it to the public. If, if you're fucking, if you're deaf, fuck closed captioning. Why would you want to read what it says on the screen? I'd rather fucking watch this Live woman <laughs> just be fucking angry as shit as she's signing the words that- that are coming out of the governor's mouth. Uh, I would put her up against the uh, sign language conciliary of the mayor of New York City. Ah, yes. Bill de Blasio. Now, this guy apparently is like renowned for his sign language skills. You can search him online. I think you could search like uh, Mayor de Blasio's sign language guy, and you'll get videos of this guy. And he's probably, uh, he looks younger. I would say maybe he's in his 30s. Maybe yeah. young 30s. He wears glasses. He has a beard. He has kind of long, greasy-looking hair. He almost looks like Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. <laughs> yes. And, uh, dude, he is fucking amazing. Even not being deaf, just trying to pay attention to what's going on in that news conference, you're instantly, your eyes are just drawn to this guy because it's almost like you have the serious event that's unfolding. I think the one that we were watching had de Blasio sitting down with like the lead doctor for New York City. For coronavirus. So they're sitting down. Of course, they're like 12 feet apart because, you know, social distancing. And New York City always takes it over the top. So they go double right, yeah. the recommended uh, distance. I think right now them. you and I are at the recommended level. We're at the precipice. Yeah. We are at about six feet. Yeah, but if I lean in. No, no, no. I got to lean back. Th th stop. It, side note here. Um, I prefer personal space as opposed to social distancing. Because I don't socialize with everybody, but I do have my Correct. own personal space. So I have a six foot now. It's it's gone out. It used to be three foot. Three. We've feet. doubled it. Yeah, I've I've doubled it for safety purposes. Um, but it's not social distancing. I'm not doing it for social reasons. I'm doing it for my personal reasons. Therefore, personal space. But anyway, you're watching this conference, and it's on the serious topic. They're talking about whatever the uh, you know how many people are getting sick, how many people are dying, whatever the case is, and you watch this guy on the corner of the screen, and I swear, if you put, like, a piece of tape on... Brian is now... Yes. I, oh, shit. <laughs> Brian's throwing all of his equipment. Just... What's amazing is you're telling a story, and you don't even know how to sign, but I picture a man who's stuck in some sort of, like, congealed state. Arrows are coming towards his head, and he's trying to swim through. 
This guy, if you put a piece of tape on the screen. I did that for nobody. No, you did it for me. No, and it was great. <laughs> I'm in the middle of this and I realize we are not a visual show. Well, and it's funny because I'm convinced that guy does it for nobody. <laughs> he, you, and, and you know what it really boils down to? He's signing for the people who are in the crowd who are deaf. He's not signing for the nobody, people that are watching on TV. Which is nobody. Yeah. What, one person shows up? How much do you think they pay that guy? I bet he makes a decent amount of fucking coins. Six figures. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe would, the low end of six figures. Yeah. He's probably making... Like 100 I, even. I, I would say, yeah, anywhere between like 90 and 110. <clears throat> That's probably where his pay rate is. Because that is... I, I would like to think that sign language and doing it proficiently enough and knowing, like having like an expansive vocabulary when you're dealing with politics and, and significant issues like this, like you have to be very knowledgeable in what you're doing. It's not like you're signing to a 12-year-old. Well, you know what I'm upset about? Mm -hmm. So the mayor is speaking, and then he has his sign language consigliere. Yes. Then he says a few words in Spanish. Yes. <clears throat> what about the deaf Spanish people? Yeah, well, the, the sign language consigliere puts on a poncho and then fucking continues <laughs> to sign, and then it's in Spanish. No? That's... No, because sign language is not universal. He doesn't drape, like, the Mexican flag over him, and now it lets Spanish people know we're signing in Spanish. <laughs> there Wait. is no there is no Spanish uh, language, Stop sign it. language interpreter. No, I think sign language is universal. No, it's not. So you're telling me that sign language is created specifically for the English language? No, there's one for each language. You're full of shit. Seriously? Yes. So all he has to do is just sign but with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> and and then we would get it. So they, they can so there's an English sign language specialist and then you have a Spanish. Do they have Spanglish? How do you like intermix the two? They both go at the same time. I would think that the Spanish interpreter, you'd have to bring up somebody from like MS-13. They just throw gang signs. No, that would be... Never mind. Mm -hmm. No, that would be I'm what? Not, I'm not going to follow that logic path. Why? No, you don't want to go down this, no. this rabbit hole? Nope. Um, so yeah, the, the deaf Spanish people are left in the dust. Well, that that's fucking sad. You're being serious. I didn't realize yeah. that they have, you can sign in a specific language. Yeah, you must sign in a specific language. So when I do the hand gesture for bunny rabbits, there's a separate hand gesture for Spanish yes. people. But my hands aren't a language. There, there's no tone coming out of my hand. I don't understand why they just can't translate the words to a different language. I'm calling bullshit on this one. <laughs> we can look it up if you want. Yeah, I think we're going to have to look this one up. While Brian's looking this up, I just want to point out to anybody, if you just focus on this guy, it's like a fucking comedy routine. He could be going over that like a fucking asteroid is heading to Earth where you have 12 hours to live and you would still fucking have a smile on your face watching this guy if you had no idea what the fuck was going on. You also would have no idea what's going on because you're not listening to anything. You're just watching this maniac. Yeah, yeah. And he's just so energetic. So energetic. There is no universal sign language. Different sign languages are used in different countries or regions. For example, British Sign Language, otherwise known as BSL, is a different language from ASL. And Americans know ASL. They may not understand BSL. Wow. Okay. Learn something new every day. Fucking doubt me. 
I appreciate your, uh, your research capabilities and your knowledge. I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> the handsome hillbilly, as, as <laughs> yeah. you're known in my phone. Yes. Um, I am continuing our, uh, our drink from last week, and that is uh, there's a little Basil Hayden's in my glass. And being that it seems as though we're getting to the, uh, the edge of the cliff with this coronavirus. The fiscal cliff? The, no, the viral cliff. Oh, fuck. This is a different cliff. Have we missed the fiscal cliff? We're, we're, we, we've steered clear of the fiscal cliff. Thank God, finally. But we steered right into the viral cliff. Oh, my God. There's so many cliffs. A lot of we cliffs. We just here. go on a different road. It's like we're in Arizona. We're just driving along the Grand Canyon. Lots of cliffs. All I can picture is like Wiley Coyote. Yes, how he just runs off and hovers until he realizes, oh, God. Basil Hayden in my glass, Old Dark fired in my pipe, and the pipe is a Savinelli Series 3, little straight billiard. How about you, Brian? Uh, I have the Basil Fowdens. Fowden? <laughs> Fowden? And in my uh, Missouri Meerschaum corn cob, I have this Cult Militia, which I do not like as much as the Barbados. Oh, really? Because Similar. It, it does. It smells really good. Um, like you had mentioned, we were talking before we started recording. Like it is fruitier, but it's more on like the like the fig side of fruit than it is on like the uh, like a red fruit, like a strawberry, raspberry right. type. So, didn't you get something else? I thought you ordered two. Uh, I did. I got a uh, gaslight. I'll do that next week. Oh, okay. Did you open it yet? No. Okay. I'm interested to see what that smells like. All right, good. We'll save that for next week. It's then. a plug cut. Love getting plugged. No. <laughs> what with my tobacco ah yes uh, right yes. of course of course not that there's anything wrong with that these days i want everybody out there to oh join me in raising a glass okay oh by the way you can follow us at uh dyson pipes on twitter uh instagram and reddit oh, we didn't even mention on the D side we have this giveaway going on oh my god we fucking we dropped the ball <laughs> dropped the ball look big giveaway this is the if it's good for brian it's good for you giveaway we are giving away oh no we did mention it because we went into the whole thing about if it's good for me, it's good for you. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Very good. Well, not for me, for the listener. Right. Of course. They know. When we played this game, too, of not for you, yeah, not yeah. you, the but you. You, the listener. Right. Because when we're talking, we're not actually talking to each other. Right. We're You're talking actually... into this machine and this cable here. Okay. Yeah, please. I follow it down the uh -huh. mic stand. Yes. It disappears under the carpet mm -hmm. and it reemerges in the ear holes of the people listening to me. So that's how this... Crazy technology works. Yes. We have a beautiful giveaway. It is a lovely Missouri Meerschaum corn cob pipe in the Washington style, along with the Bar Bathos Plantation aromatic tobacco by Sutliff, I believe. If you go to our Instagram page, we have a couple of pictures. I'm just going to continue to litter Instagram with pictures until people are like, Guy, can you fucking please slow it down? With the same slogan on the pit, like one a day, until we finally decide <laughs> to give it away. Uh, I think two more weeks. We're gonna leave this open for two more weeks. That'll jive up with the beginning of Shadowrun. Oh, we should actually do that when we're gonna announce a winner when we launch the Shadowrun campaign. I think uh, that'll be a good idea. A good, uh, good start to the campaign. Some yeah. free uh, pipe and tobacco for somebody out there. Some lucky listener. Uh, 
And if we get enough entries, we might I might do a second giveaway on the DL, as they say. Um, we'll figure out what that might be. So uh, I want everybody out there to raise their glass and join me. I think we have a lot to get to in this toast. And I think what we need to dissect here is out of the three categories, a prepper, a hoarder, and a panic hoarder, do any of the three have redeemable qualities? And out of the three, which one is the worst? Now, I've already made up my mind on this. So, Brian, I would like to hear your opinion. Well, and, and let's see if it could sway mine as we discuss this. Luckily for you, my friend. Yes. I used to run a podcast centering around this very topic. Oh. So, <clears throat> let me let me organize my chair here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get comfy. Slide on it. As you slide in, I, I move back. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I almost died. Oh, no. I almost died. Um, so, we have the hoarder, the panic hoarder, and the prepper. Yes. The hoarder is just somebody that consistently, nonstop, just stockpiles shit. Um, With no rhyme or reason. Like, the, these are people I think we should just clarify. Like, these are people that will just fucking never throw away Right, they're usually fat, white trash, trailer park people that suffer from fibromyalgia. Very significant disease. Yes. And they usually hoard everything at all times. Correct. The panic hoarder never hoards until they hear something on the news about something happening, and then they just go out and they buy 12 pallets of toilet paper. Why? Who knows? Because they're reactionary. Right. And not free thinkers. Correct. Okay. The prepper, I think you can divide the prepper into several categories. Oh, there's subcategories yeah. of the prepper class. Yeah. Okay. Because I think the hoarder, or the hoarder is a mental disease. Yes. So I think we can remove uh, the hoarder from this discussion. They're just fucking crazy people. Okay. So really, one of the, one of the prepper types is the panic hoarder. So you would put panic hoarder as a subcategory of a prepper. Yeah. Okay. Then the regular prepper categories is you just have your standard prepper. Right. Right. And I think I fall into that category. I usually have, I don't know if you can see it from here. I usually have a one or two pallets of bottled water, but I always have one or two pallets of bottled water. Now that's partially because I have a well and it's partially because I like to have water on hand. Uh, the go bag, mm. just a regular backpack filled with just shit. Right. A bug out bag. And then uh, some like canned food. I have an extra freezer in my garage that's packed with food. Right. And that's pretty much where it stops. I think that's your everyday average normal prepper. Then you have your doomsday prepper. Doomsday. Yeah. Doomsday prepper. Sounds so dark and mysterious. These are horrible people. Do, uh, hold on. So doomsday preppers are horrible people. Yes. In 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 what regard? Well, doomsday preppers are the ones that will build fallout shelters underneath their house. Mm-hmm. They build vehicles and and additions to their vehicles to sustain themselves in a Mad Max type of situation. So far, these people sound fucking cool as shit. <laughs> fucking <laughs> underground bunkers and Mad Max vehicles. Yeah. Like, I'm in. Then you have your zombie preppers. Th- th- this category... This category, I cannot fucking stand. Well, the zombie prepper, you can spot them pretty easily because they have lots of um, 
lots of weaponry. And not necessarily guns, because the true zombie prepper mm-hmm. will believe that guns will be more or less useless. The zombie prepper will buy lots of shit from a like cold steel, like katana blades, <sighs> reinforced crowbars, lots of shit with like neon green handles with biohazard right. labels etched into them. Like bullshit hunting permits on their vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, zombie hunter. Yeah. Permit. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. Uh, people who buy bladed weapons and have never swung it before in their life who I, I think if they actually encountered somebody or something that they had to use that blade on they're probably more prone to injuring themselves yes than they would be their target right yeah it's insufferable to even have it suggested as a video on when when I'm watching YouTube and I get to like the end of the road and I happen to see like zombie prepping, that's when I shut YouTube off. Like that's when I know I've gone too far. Right. And I just, I have to stop because I, I can't. I just, I can't. So they don't like guns because of the noise, I would assume. They, they don't want to fire a firearm when a zombie invasion occurs because they're worried that it will then attract more zombies to them. Well, you're also basing that on the idea that zombies are attracted to sound. We don't know how the zombie brain works. We don't have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fair to say that they're making an assumption in regards to that based on what they see on The Walking Dead. Which is the closest thing we have to viable evidence. Right, any sort of like scientific proof yeah. as to how zombies respond in a zombie apocalypse. Right. So these people, these people are spending countless dollars. They've generated new forms of business yes. to be created just based on this fucking horrendous idea that this zombie invasion is going to take place and they need bladed weapons to protect themselves. Yes, and it, it has created new business. Like you said, like my good friend Guy Kane, author of Outriders, mm-hmm. available now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the zombie apocalypse survival school where they taught just basic wilderness survival. Before he teaches a school, he should probably learn how to drive. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You know, maybe be a little more careful. When you're on the road, driving your car. No good? Too soon? <clears throat> There's also several podcasts dedicated to the topic of zombie survival. I was one of them. Okay, but now those podcasts that are dedicated to it, I can see that going two ways. There are those out there who do it serious. Right? It's a serious podcast. Look, dude. Look, the zombies are coming, dude. We got to fucking prep. You got to go cold steel by your blades. Got to get your your armor. Like, I, I could see lunatics like that, like, really just selling it. And then there are those that do it in a tongue-in-cheek sort of way. Yes. And, and try to sell it where, okay, look, you want to do it under the guise of a zombie apocalypse? We'll teach you some, whatever, some basic survival skills, and we'll do it tongue-in-cheek to a, a zombie apocalypse. But you'll learn something relevant from it Yeah, that can be used outside of the zombie invasion. Right. Right. So I could see that going two ways. The first way, where they're like fucking hardcore, like zombies are coming, like that shit drives me fucking up a wall. And those, whatever, it's like a fantasy genre. I, I understand people want to buy into it. The Walking Dead is very famous. The like all the the dead series movies, you know who, who does those? Because uh, I'm not into that. Like the Walking uh, Dead. Well, who who's into that? Like J C Romero, right? He's does he do like zombie movies? I see. It just goes J. to show. J C Romero, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Jesus Christ, superstar. He's fucking directed some of these. George Romero. Movies. 
whatever the fuck that jerk J.R. Martin is. Romero? Yeah, these f***s. I don't know. They do fucking... Oh, editing time. about the uh, 27 minutes. Yeah, mark. thank you. I'm sorry. Um, well, I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm the one who's causing you to do work. I'm sorry. So whatever the fuck those guys' names are, they, they do these zombie movies and then people watch them like it's fucking real. Yeah. It, it, that, that's crazy. Okay? <laughs> because the, I remember watching a film uh, in my youth. It had a character named Goku. Like, I don't assume guys are going to fucking go all orange-haired and start flying through the air fighting each other. I'm not prepping for that. Some green fucking skin piccolo character flying around. Like, uh, <laughs> these are things that don't concern me because it's- But you uh, can't get a green-handled knife. I'm sure I can. What is that going to do for me? Kill zombies better. Yes. Of course it will. But before I do that, I would need a permit, and it would have to go on the front windshield of my car. Yeah. So you have your prepper, your mm -hmm. doomsday prepper, your zombie prepper, and then I think you have your panic hoarder. Okay. General prepping, I think, is a good idea. Like you said, if you have an extra fridge, you want to load up on some food. Uh, you have cabinet space, you want to load up on yeah. canned goods, some water, shit like that. Um, and look, and, and, and in between prepper and doomsday prepper, you also have the often forgotten, but should be uh, at least noted, the SHTF prepper. Prepper. No. And those are the ones that Please. stockpile the guns and the ammo and... Please. What? We, we've gone over acronyms before. Can we, yeah. can we, can we not? The shft. <laughs> it's, it's in case the, the mm. fecal matter hits the metal oscillating device. <laughs> metal oscillating device. Look, uh, the prepping of the weapons under this bullshit shit hitting the fan scenario nonsense. I, I think using that as your rationale to buy fucking guns is stupid. Seeing how the government is trying to, I, I think it's fair to say, I don't know if anybody's picked up on this yet, but I think it's fair to say that you and I are proponents of the Second Amendment. Yes. Okay. Um, so stockpiling on, on guns and ammunition in a responsible way Um or any way that you want, because again, it's your constitutional right. You want to fucking buy a thousand guns, buy a thousand guns. There's nothing that should prevent you from doing so. Um, when you do it because you think that the fucking, the world is coming to an end and this is going to be like fucking, what, Red Dawn, you know, and, and we're going to be fighting fucking opposing forces in the mountains. Yep, that chances are that's not coming. That's not happening. We're looking at nuclear warfare, not like boots on the ground and you're fighting all fucking Muslims. It's just, no. Um, I'm I'm just saying. Oh. Um <laughs> You never know. <laughs> so, okay, so now with the varying degrees of prepping, I so we've excluded general hoarders just based on the fact that it's a mental disease. Yes. Okay, so we just chalked that up to being a mental disease. So we remove them from the conversation. There are, there's a group of preppers that, again, I would exclude. I, I would not harbor any ill will towards preppers. It is, as you so eloquently stated, as a subcategory of preppers, these 
panic orders that drive me crazy because they are basically dictating the market on certain products that it's unnecessary for them to be going out and purchasing. If they didn't fall into the media hype of a shortage of toilet paper, it would not have caused this domino effect. 100%. To where there is no toilet paper. Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh, the president's calling. Tell him I'll call him back. <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> the world needs a hero. <laughs> God, that fucking slide whistle. Um, wow, dude. The slide whistle just completely ruined my fucking thought. <laughs> okay, so to, to kind of button this up, when we take a look at the coronavirus, look, are there things that you need to prep? Yeah. Um, but at least have it geared towards the fact that this is a fucking virus, and if it affects you, it should be a virus-driven prep. Case in point, I went out. I ended up buying some uh, like vitamin C, just to make sure I have enough vitamin C, um, some Pedialyte, so in case I get sick, I can replenish electrolytes in my body, right? Like I'm not going and buying 10,000 boxes of it. I bought what I felt that my wife and myself need in the event both of us get sick. I'm not spending $10,000 at fucking ShopRite trying to buy out the store of everything that I think is the commodity that should drive the economy in a fucking, in this situation. Right. It's crazy. One thing I just want to point out, and then we can move on to the, to the gameplay. There's been a, uh, there's been a lot of talk of this, um, this malaria treatment drug. Have you heard about this? No. No, you don't watch the news. So, <laughs> of course not. Why, why would you know? There is a lot of talk of this malaria treatment drug, and it's fairly inexpensive, and it was, uh, th this was developed years and years and years ago. Apparently, it's like effective against like SARS, which is another sort of like COVID virus or corona-style virus. Um, so, th they're, they're testing it to see if, in fact, it does reverse the symptoms or at least treat or cure people of, of having this virus. What's funny is if you take a look at the map of the countries that are affected currently by coronavirus and you overlay it on the map of countries that I believe it was like 2005 where we had this big malaria breakout, dude, it's like a polar opposite. So when the malaria uh, infection broke out, it was mainly in like Africa, a lot of countries in South America some parts of uh, of um, like Asia. And when you take a look now at the coronavirus, it's the inverse, right? Where Africa is hardly affected. South America is hardly affected, which leads me you to my question. You think they were talking about the rains of Africa? Like Toto? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. one word. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. See, what I think really happened, this has nothing to do with that drug. Because some people are saying that like when they when they implemented that drug to help with the malaria, that now um the people who live there, they're not they're not contracting <clears throat> the coronavirus because they've built up an immunity to it because they've taken this drug. Ah. But there is one opposing thought to that and then my own interpretation of what I really think is going on. I think, well, what they're saying is, since it's like a third world kind of un underdeveloped country like Africa, they're not reporting cases. 
Right, so you don't know if anybody's sick. It's not like in fucking the the tribes of Africa they have, you know, coronaviral test cases or, you know, testing kits. They they went to the witch doctor and they told them what to do. Yeah, they saw a fucking shaman. And they said, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, wah, wah, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, wah, wah, bing, bang. What? (laughs) What I think is really going on is I heard a rumor that back in the day, that the people of Africa were given technology by aliens. And along the lines, some particular race that exists in this world went to Africa, stole the technology from them, and helped develop industrial nations that we see them, <laughs> that we see now in the world, and just left them in the dust. And th- this is their payback now. This is their payback. They're going to let everybody die of coronavirus, and then they're going to seize back the technology. But nobody's dying. Oh, isn't that fucking funny? Funny, nobody's dying. Dude, the mortality rate in the United States as of right now, and again, my comment's still aging well, under 1.5%. Under 1.5%. I think we had like over... Maybe they're targeting the old people because the old people are closer to the ancestors that took the technology. I think that this is uh, an African-generated disease. The president keeps calling it a Chinese virus. I think this is African. And they're doing it to kill people as retribution for stealing their equipment. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't get ventilators here. No? Maybe. It's I'm, possible. Anything's possible. I'm going to go watch Black Panther and see if I can confirm any of this. Fucking Wakanda. Isn't that where they lived? Wakanuda? <laughs> what the fuck? I never saw Black Panther. Why? I don't watch Marvel movies. Oh. Yeah. You've never seen a Marvel movie? Racist undertone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. You've never you've never seen a Marvel movie? I did. I've pretty much seen all of them except for Black Panther. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I, I haven't watched Spider-Man either. I don't watch those. They're fucking stupid. What about Ant-Man? Uh, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. What about... I saw the, uh, the end, whatever the fucking bullshit end was. Um, the Infinity Wars. I saw those. I never saw those. You didn't see the Infinity Wars? No. That was pretty good. I'm more of an X-Men kind of a guy. Oh, really? I saw Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. Oh, I have I still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to watch it until I saw his speech at what, the Oscars, where he started going on about fucking cows and all this crazy nonsense. And I'm like, this dude is fucking, he's like- Yeah, he's his, mental. His brain is rotten. Yeah. Just fucking rotten to like, the core. Like my boy Shea LaBeouf. Oh, he's another fucking, he's another crazy one. Yeah. Just do it! <laughs> Just do it! You ever see that one? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. These guys are retarded. Anyway, all right. We'll uh, we'll be back. Enjoy some... Uh, oh, the final gameplay. Yes. Final gameplay of Warhammer. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so I radio over to uh, to Boots. Uh, anything in the morgue? All clean down here, and by clean I mean fucking dead people. Th- there are dead people down there. Well, used to be, not no more. Oh, okay, so it's it's empty. I got you. All right, uh, let's head back to the uh, to the jackal. Now I'm just gonna call this thing the jackal. <laughs> let's head back to the jackal. We gotta go. All right. Uh, so we meet back up at this jeep that now has jackal spray paint on the side yes. of it. It was always there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Boots is jackal. 
And uh, I can only assume we are going west. Yeah, yeah. We're going to head towards those uh, coordinates. Okay. So as you're traveling, uh, X51 is putting up images. Uh, and she's more or less just like, uh, Inquisita, it, it's worth noting to extre- uh, approach with extreme caution. Uh, the perimeter fence is approximately four kilometers in, in perimeter. And in every hundred meters, there are assault batteries stationed there to protect the facility. Of course. How large do you think this... Um, what is this? Like a? Uh, it's almost like a silo? Like this is where they store the food? Or no, this is where... This- it's the production facility for the entire system. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a gigantic manufactorum. Oh, okay, okay. Why the fuck would this guy be bringing those guys there? Uh, this is not good. So, so X51 is aware of these uh, these batteries that are in place. Uh, yeah, I would imagine at some point when she's been jacking into things, she's also gotten regional information. Okay. So I think it's safe to assume, and I can even confirm with her, that they have like surface-to-air missiles. They have things that if they were attacked through the air. Correct. Yeah, because if this facility goes down, it's going to be a major blow to the food supply for the entire system. Okay. All right, so like the equivalent would be like if the United States, like the Midwest has like a severe drought and they don't produce a lot of food. So we... we Imagine like um, all of a sudden tomorrow we can't get dairy. Well, the girls that stormed Joe Biden's stage would be very happy about that. (laughs) Like we wouldn't die. Right. But like if we lost all the cows, now we have to like... We have to figure out a different way to get steak, milk, cheese, butter, okay. yogurt, that kind of thing. Or, you know, corn uh, and all the byproducts of corn. You don't get corn from dairy. I'm just saying, like, if corn also uh, oh, instead oh. of cows. I thought you thought, co- like, cows produced corn. No, no, no. no. Oh. I know that brown cows produce chocolate milk. I learned that when I was a child. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's that. like, take just a gigantic staple of the food and remove it. Okay. So, like, they're not producing the only source of food, but this might be their version of corn or their version of cows or grain. So, this is a this is a government-run facility? Yes. Okay. We're going to put these fucking, like, uh, Inquisitor <laughs> symbols to the test here. I got nothing but me and a melted gun and the jackal <laughs> and a fucking orc. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll up. I'm gonna just like, you know, just prep my guns, make sure everything is in working order. And okay, uh, give me our first roll of the session. Yes, give me uh, perception. Oh, awareness. I'm sorry. Got D and D on the brains. Uh, difficulty one. Uh, I can shift to... Okay. As you approach, uh, you see that nothing on your wrath? No. no. Okay. Uh, 
As you approach, uh, you can see that all the guns, the barrels of the guns, are in the down position. Okay. Uh, also, as you approach, you can see gates for the fencing are open. Okay. And you can shift two. Two. So your final shift as you approach, as you get closer, none of the guns seem to react. All right. So whatever posted speed limit, I make sure that Boots is doing that speed limit. So it doesn't seem as though we're trying to fucking like, assault um, the base. Uh, well, you know, listen, we're going to be normal. We got to do at least five over. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, <laughs> we head on in. Um, I mean, as far as we can go without being stopped. I would imagine at some point you're going to come to some sort of like security checkpoint. Yes. So when you approach the security checkpoint, there's nobody there. Oh, I should not go. All right. How far? Once we get to like this, because I, I would think like we're on like this interior perimeter now. Have we gone or this is at the beginning? I would say you are at my favorite place, the outer perimeter. You are a big fan of the outer perimeter. Yes. All right. So we'll continue to make our way in, being ever so diligent. Uh... It, does it appear that there's, like, shit going on here? It doesn't look abandoned. So eventually, as you travel, you do find a dead person. Seemingly some kind of security enforcer or something. They're wearing combat garb. But it looks like there was a hole burned through them. Uh, like in the chest area, maybe. Okay. Hole the size of like a fist. Okay. Acolyte Spaypen. Oh, no. Yes. I'm detected. I'm detecting traces of the warp. What the fuck did you just say? Traces of the warp, similar to your encounter with Ghost. Okay. Keep me updated. All right, I um I radio to uh, to Viceroy. Okay. Because where is the ship? I, I take it your it was ship. Like, correct. It was like landed. Yeah, we'll put it like picture like a triangle. Like your ship is here, and the uh, the sanitarium was maybe to like the northeast, and the dispensary is maybe to the northwest. Okay. Of the ship, right, right, right. All right, so I just I radio to rice uh, to rice rice boy to rice aroni. I call rice aroni <laughs> the San Francisco tree. <laughs> oh man, nice. Um, I just tell him prepare the ship. Um, here are our coordinates. Just be aware that there are surface to air missiles here. So, whatever it is you crazy pilots call it, maybe stay in the outer orbit, the upper atmosphere. Yeah, all right. Hmm. So, uh, I would say he's close enough, like, within, uh, depending on how slow you're moving, within a couple of minutes, you can see or hear the ship orbiting overhead. Okay. Yeah. Inquisitor guy, uh, listen, uh, this, uh, astropath that we have here says that she detects, uh, traces of psycho energy, uh, but it's old. So, I don't know what you want me to do with that, but. All right, thank you. Uh, just maintain your position. I'll, I'll radio back to you. Right. All right. So then we uh, 
So you said that the guy with the hole in his fucking chest, that was the one of the security personnel? Yes. Okay. All right, so we'll... Uh, <clears throat> how far... How far is the, like, manufactorum from where we are? Maybe, like, a couple hundred meters. All right, so I say we park the, the jeep. The what? The jackal. Yes. We we disembark the jackal. Yes. Oh, Ooh. excuse me. Ooh. And uh, we'll start making our way towards the uh, the facility. All right. Uh, so as you make your way... I'm sorry not to interrupt, mm-hmm. but when I look down... Like the uh, the ground is it like dirt? Is it paved? Uh, so you're on like a roadway, right? But it's uh, if there was grass here, it's now gone from all the buildings. So it's like dirt, like pebbly, sandy. Can I get a sense if uh, there were any vehicles that drove through recently? Uh, give me an awareness difficulty one. I pass. Uh, yeah. Yep, you see some tire tracks. Not only that, but you do see a transport wagon near the closest entrance to you. Okay. All right, so we're going to head... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to head in that direction. Okay. Again, as you're traveling, uh, you may come across a random corpse here or there. But for the most part, none of the guns are reacting. They're all still in the down position. What you can tell while you're walking is that they're not manned. They're automated. Right. Um, all right. I explained to Boots. I say, look, there is a surgeon here that the Inquisitor needs alive. <laughs> when you say that, you see him look down, and he's got some sort of rudimentary firearm, and he's got a big chopper, one in each hand. And he just he's, he looks at you when you say that, and he kind of looks down to each one, and he shrugs and throws the gun no. and keeps the big chopper. No. There's going to be plenty of people here potentially for you to kill. It's just we need this one man alive. So when you say that, he he nods his head. He looks at the big chopper. And he looks back to the gun, shrugs his shoulders, and keeps walking forward. <laughs> I just shake my head as if to think, like, I, I have the most fucking ridiculous crew ever assembled. Um, okay. So, uh... So, uh, is this a, uh, 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 a wah scenario, you think? Oh, I think we're getting to a wah scenario. Oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, all right, carefully, uh, there was an entrance you said by yes. where this transport wagon was. Okay, carefully, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna enter. Okay. This is fun. Oh, good. Nothing makes me happier than seeing a timer. So... Uh, when you enter, you can. there's a trail of bodies going in a couple different directions, and you ultimately have three different ways that we can go. Uh, looking at the signs, uh, we can go left toward uh, like a refinery, mm-hmm. right toward like a harvesting area, and then central toward like a uh, like a like a dispensary, like a, a final like shipment area. Right, right. All right, so we're going to go the center route. Okay. So as you make your way... And by the way, when you say that I see bodies, it's it's obvious that they're all security personnel. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what? A mixture of security personnel and people that appear to be like employees. Like they're wearing like hair nets and shit. Like right. That. Okay. But just let me know if by any chance, which I doubt, I have a feeling we're going to encounter them soon enough, but if it's any of the individuals that were in the uh, the hospital. Work, okay. The erotic section. Yes. In right. the erotics 
uh, the back room behind yeah. the beads. Yeah, where there's a hole in the wall. Right. Uh, so you walk up these these large stairs, through a door, and you see um, a room with several long tubes in it, with almost like large pistons, and they're pumping out basically gruel uh, into canisters for their food supply. And give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. I can shift to. Okay. So you see roughly, uh, you see the surgeon. Uh, and flanked by the surgeon are roughly 49 box walkers. Fuck, oh, dude. Uh, and you can shift? Yeah, I can shift too. Uh, one of the pox walkers is Adept Palmer. Okay. The surgeon, as you're watching, takes a large blade and starts hacking the arm off of one of the, the pox walkers. And as he's doing that with his foot, he's like kicking at a control panel and one of these tubes starts to slowly open. Uh, yeah, we're not going to let that happen. Oh, this is going to get up. There's 50 guys. Yep. Oh, How far away are they? Uh, I would say they're about 15 meters from you. All right, so we've kind of creeped around. I, I'm like almost peering through an open doorway, and I see this. Correct. Okay. Well, first things first, I take my melter gun, and I aim for fucking... Um, uh, I aim for Mr. Palmer, and I fucking put a hole in him. Let's go. Wait, you said that he's at a... He's at like a control panel? He's So picture like this, these long tubes, kind of like hip height. Okay. Uh, it's like a piston-driven machine. Correct. That's just pumping this fucking food source. Correct. Out. And it's like tinning them, and that's what's being dispensed. Exactly. Okay. So what is he standing at that he's pushing his... his he's There's using a his control foot. cogitator somewhere nearby, and he's kicking at it with his foot. And eventually he hits the button that he's trying to kick, at, which activates this portion of the tube to start sliding open. All right, check that. I'm going to aim at this cogitator. Okay. And shoot the cogitator. We're going to consider that a small called shot. Okay. So we're going to need an eight. Whatever, that's what I'm doing. Uh, just so you know, I will pause the timer when you're doing stuff like this. Okay. Okay. You ready for this one? 
So I can shift, and I rolled and exalted on my wrath die. Wow. Great. All right, so you blast this cogitator. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I aim for that, and I blast away. All right, so you blast it away. It blows into pieces. Luckily, this isn't Star Wars where everything just stops. The the input was put in, so the thing continues to open. Okay. Fuck. But I'm hoping <laughs> now he can't close it. it. So it doesn't stop anything. It just... I've at least stopped him from using this cogitator. Correct. Okay. Uh, and now the pox walkers are about 10 meters away. Oh, dude, this is going to get ugly. Okay. So who goes? You're up. Oh, that was their move. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fire into the pox walkers. I, I don't I don't like how you keep showing. Me. All right, so this is gonna be a mob. Uh, don't worry about the DN. Uh, your starting number is uh, two. I'm sorry, three. So, and however many by multiples of two you get above that, or how many pox walkers you're gonna take out. Uh, I got five icons, so two. Okay. Are you moving at all? Yeah, or? I'm going to fall back. Okay. And your movement speed is five? Uh, correct. All right, so you're going to move the full five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to maintain 10 meters. They're going to move, and I would say you have about another 10 meters before the wall behind you. Okay. All right, so two more moves before I can actually start moving laterally? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes, yes, yes. One... No, it's up by multiples of uh, oh, three. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and, then five. and then give me a wrath dice for boots. A six. We'll say he takes out two. 44 pox walkers no. left. You could take an aimed shot at him, the surgeon. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. I'm just, I got one more move to the back of the wall, so I'm just trying to... So Give me a ref. A one. We'll say there's 41 pox walkers left. All right. And then it's my... So now my back is against the wall. So now this should be like last time that I should be able to see clearly into the room. Yes. All right. I'm going to take a shot. Now he's going to be at about 30 meters. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a... Uh, Uh, so right. you haven't moved yet, so you could sacrifice your move for this turn uh, to get one extra damage on your attack. But then if I do that, then the pox walkers will be within five meters of me. Yeah, no, I think I'm still going to back up to the wall. I uh, I kind of let my melted gun drop to the side, and I grab my bolt gun. Because that's the only one range. What's the range? 40. Of? Okay. Are you going to go for like a headshot? No, or? no. He said don't fucking kill him. No, I can't. I can't. So, I think more of a, like a gut shot. Okay. And hopefully I'll fuck this up. All right. So, I would say because he's holding a pox walker and severing its arm. 
we're going to consider that half cover. So it's going to be plus one difficulty to the shot. And we're looking for a total of five. I I hit and I can shift one. Wow. Alright, roll damage. Fourteen damage to his belly. All right, so he ends up taking four wounds. Okay. And he drops his blade and falls to one knee. So for now, the time is suspended. Okay. You have one minute and 49 seconds for everyone out there listening. Until something happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know it's going to happen. Very poorly. Um, um, now, did you move back? You put your back yeah, up yeah, against yeah. the so wall? Yeah, so now I'm, I'm up against the wall. All right, so now we have 10 meters in between us and the Pox walkers. Can I, uh, is there another door into this room? Yeah, but it's on the other side. It's on the other side. Okay, the hallway that I've retreated into, does it look like it maybe wraps around the perimeter? Like, if I run around, can I get to the other side, is, is my question. Or is this one of those rooms that you got to go through and through? There's two doors on the other side. I'll show you a map here. All right. <laughs> so you came in through here. Right. And we're backing up this way with these guys coming towards you. Here's the, the pipes and everything. And here's the uh, the two doors. So you can go up around this way. But there's obviously a whole lot of guys. There's, you know, there's uh, 41 of them left. So they're kind of like as a mass coming towards you. Okay. Okay. All right, I think what I'm going to do is... So there, the whole group is a mob, but what I'm going to do is aim towards, like, the left side of the mob that's closest towards that door, that entryway. Okay. To try to clear it out and then start to move towards that entryway. Okay. You know? In hopes that either it connects around to the other one somehow, or at least if I'm down that hall, I still have, like, a fucking, uh, like, line of sight on the surgeon. Okay. Uh, three icons. All right, give me a wrath. Three. We'll say there's 38 left. Now, don't forget, mm -hmm. you can use wrath to make narrative declarations. Yes. We have not used that yet. I don't think I've used that at all. Correct. In the entire campaign. Right. In the months that we've been doing this. Yes. So a narrative declaration, just to remind you, could be minor things that you can plop into the world, such as explosive barrels, or that these halls connect, 
uh, or that those guys that you just took out opened that pathway to make it a little easier to negotiate this battle. So then we can say my prior statement of aiming on the left to clear out that section. I can then use a wrath to confirm that that was the case. That not only did I shoot and eliminate a guy, but also Boots did, and it opened up that path because Boots is good. Yeah, he is. Okay, I will do that. All right, I will do that. So that pathway is clear, uh, and I would say it's about 10 meters from your location. But now here's the thing. Now you're moving, let's just call it north, while they're still moving west. So they're going to be able to close. They can close the distance to you while you close the difference uh, distance to that hallway. Correct. All right. But what I could do is sacrifice my action to sprint. Yes. And you can move your full distance plus double. Uh, double your distance, yeah. yeah. Which would then get me to that hallway and maintain. Correct. All right, so I'm going to do that. All right. Do you want Boots to follow or do you want him to gun? No, I don't want him to gun because he's going to get consumed by the mob. So I guess I'll, I'll let out a scream of run and I fucking book it for, the, uh, okay. for that hall. Now, the pipe that this asshole was about to throw that arm into, or at least put blood into the fucking food, in what direction is it going in? The pipe? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it's going, the pipes are situated, uh, again, like hip level, and they're running north and south along the eastern wall, but they drop down into the floor. So they're only about the size of like, they're almost the full size of the room, minus like maybe five meters on either side where it drops down into the floor. Okay. So it looks like it comes up into this room for final treatment and then goes back into wherever it's going. I see. Um... All right, so as I sprint, I shout out to, or at least I, you know, I communicate with X51, and I'll ask her, can you access a cogitator to see if you can stop the processes by which it's pumping this fucking rule through? She acknowledges, and she starts flying off. Give me a wrath dice by itself. A two. Okay. So she flies off. Okay. All right. And uh, safely, myself and Boots make it to the uh, that hole. Now, I would say from this hole that you're in now, you can no longer see the surgeon. Right. But now you've, you've planted the seed in my head. I think I'm going to spend my last, my last wrath and connect 
so this this will go down into a hole that then kind of loops around. So now I'm going to play the old like tag game where like you run behind one wall and then you go behind the other. So at least I can kind of kite these guys. Right. I will spend my point of ruin to say that they don't. No, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, because as we all know, when you build factories, it's completely normal to just have a random looping hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure it goes off somewhere. Maybe there's offices in between, and uh, it's easier depending on what side of the office you're on. All right. Well, then, to be fair, I, I, I'm i not going to assume that as soon as you walk out that hallway, it connects right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It goes off somewhere else. Right. There's, a, there's an intersection. So it's almost as though like I would disengage right. from the fight. I know what you're saying. To I'm just, run my way around. I'm just breaking points. Right. No, but I think for, for purposes of people's understanding and painting, painting like a mental picture of the room. You are going to be rolling a lot today. Yeah, dude. I'm, in, and I'm not even drinking yet. I'm just hungover <laughs> from yesterday. It's fucking bad. It's very bad. All right. Uh, so we'll say that uh, there's 10 meters in between the two hallways. Okay. And at some point as I back into this hallway... I lose sight of right. the, uh, the circuit. Okay. Now, just so you know, every time you pop into a hallway and fire, when you disengage and go to the other hallway, I'm going to roll a wrath dice. If I get a six on the wrath dice, they will start under like they'll start following you. Like you maybe you took a little too long to go around the corner, and uh, they start fu- funneling in. Okay. But we'll we'll cross that bridge as we come to it on okay. each occasion. So now it's almost like you're going to go to the hallway towards the east wall, and it's almost like a flank. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm kiting them. Right. That that's really all it is. I'm just gonna keep. I'll keep running in fucking circles. Is that here. like a wow uh, term? Kiting? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's like a boss fight term, I guess. Okay. Where like somebody maintains the uh, like the aggro on somebody, and then like You're the main. Such a fucking nerd. What? Dude, we're sitting here role playing. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how much nerdier it gets. Maintain the. Ag- <laughs> Let's maintain the agriculture. <laughs> Yes, yeah. We are in a uh, food dispensary. Oh, the mystery of lady. Uh, the old lady is here. Yes. All right. Anyway. So, uh, so again, I, I back up and I'll fire some fucking uh, some rounds into the uh, into the group here. All right. Uh, I'll give you plus one dice because uh, it's kind of like a flank. Give you a little bonus. Eight. So three guys. Give me a wrath. A four. And we're going to retreat back again? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it seems like such a cheap way to fight. Whatever, you figured it out. Whatever, I'm not fucking going head-to-head with 40 poxwalkers. All right, uh, I rolled a one on my wrath, so um, they do not see you. Okay. But you know what? Because it's a one... I'll give you that plus one advantage dice on this next attack. We'll we'll assume that you're flanking them again. Okay. Because I got a one. All right, perfect, perfect. So then since they didn't see me, they didn't move towards me. So now technically I can aim. Right, I don't have to fall back. Yeah, we'll continue. Each attack is a new encounter until they catch you. Right, one guy. And a wrath. A four. We'll say 30 pox walkers left. I will roll my wrath. That's a failure. So, no bonus, uh, no plus one bonus dice. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm just taking the one for aiming. Okay. 
looks a little promising. That was an eight. So three guys. And a wrath. So many die. A three. 26 guys. That's a two. It's a failure. Do, do I have uh, do I have sight on the surgeon? This time you're dead. He's uh, still on one knee holding his gut, uh, screaming. Anything in particular? Or just screaming? No, just like, ah! Okay, like a, like a painful scream. Yeah. Like okay. a bitch. What a whore. Uh, Eight, so three guys. And wrath. A three. Twenty-two pox walkers left, and that is a one. So you get your uh, flanking bonus. This brings us back to the hallway with the surgeon. Okay. Yeah, I'm just maintaining, like keeping an eye on mine. Yeah. Six. So two guys. And wrath. A three. All right, we'll say there are 19 pox walkers left. That is a success. I got a five. Uh, so two of them enter this hallway where you were. And you do notice the surgeon eventually stands back up. Okay. All right, I fire at these two guys. Now, this is the hallway. This is the other hallway. Seven. So I take out those two guys. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to roll this because you stayed back in the hallway, so nobody else saw you. You want to roll for Bootsy? Oh, I'm uh, no, because it was just these two guys. Oh, so. okay. All right. All right. So now I move to the other hall. So this is the western hallway. Seven, so three, three fine gentlemen. And a wrath. A six. Eleven pox walkers remain. That's a success. Two of them enter this hallway. The western hallway. Shit. So, and because they're there, I can't shoot over them at... Okay. So I take them out. And I'm I'm not moving. I'm going to stay there. Okay. How far is the surgeon from me? I would say he's like uh, eight meters. All right. I'm going to aim for his leg. All right. So it's a medium target. It's going to be a plus two. So we're looking for... I would imagine he probably drops the pox walker. He's not strong enough to hold his gut. So now he's just like trying to saw a piece of it off. So there's going to be no uh, cover. Okay. So we're going to be looking at a six. Oh, I fucking locked this dude. Uh, by the way, I have an exalted on my wrath. Four, five, 
yeah, I, I have seven successes with an exalted. Okay. Make sure you give yourself a point of glory. And roll damage. Minus four AP. Five wounds. He goes down. He does not die. He's got one wound left oh, just for mechanics. <laughs> uh, but we will permanently suspend this timer at. Oh, wait, that's a critical hit. Yeah, yeah, I rolled the. Uh... Shit. You know what? Oh, perfect. We'll count that. We'll stop the timer permanently with 26 seconds to spare. And now he's just laying on the ground holding his leg from a pulsating wound. Uh, and just to make this fun, <laughs> we'll restart it uh, for five minutes. We have five minutes to wrap this fight up, otherwise he will bleed out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nine pox walkers left. All right. One guy. And a roll for boots. A five. Six pox walkers left. Let me roll. You're going to do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. All right. That is a success. They come into the hallway. There's uh, one in the hallway. Oh, I got him. Uh, well, there's one. So, what's uh, what's your base? Oh, damage? my bad, my bad. Um, I think your, I believe your base damage is above their resilience. Yeah, it's a sixteen. Yeah. So, okay, he goes down. Oh god, I don't like the timer. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So two guys. And roll for boots. A five. Two pox walkers left. Are, you, are we just going to engage, or are you going to do the same thing? Yeah, I mean, roll. Well, I don't know. You, you don't have to roll, right? Because it's not going to make them split. Like, if one gets it hit. It's a failure anyway, okay. so however you want to handle this. Yeah, I'm going to fucking light them up. I'm going to blow kisses at them. All right, so I would say they're about uh, 10 meters from you at this point. Two left. And the surgeon bleeding out on the ground. All right, so I fire into this fucking this twosome. Now, are you going to do a multi-attack or... Oh, no that's right, because not a mob. Yeah. So if you want to do a multi-attack, you can still move and shit like that. The only difference between this and a mob is now it is plus two, but you have to hit the whole number. So it, you're looking for a five. Yeah, which I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six successes. Okay. All right, so they go down. Uh, that's all the pox walkers. Uh, is Cyrus still with you? No. Okay. So now uh, you're going to give a successful Medicaid test oh, of course. to Medicaid, my strongest of the, uh, the surgeons. Difficulty three. <laughs> Stay with me, brother. Do you have a first aid kit? Probably not. No, no. First aid, my guy, carry a first aid kit. I feel like he, I, I gave you one at some point. Um, if you pause that timer, I'll mm, yeah, I'll, I'll pause it while you check your inventory. Can I use a combi tool on him? Nah. No. Might have to use one on the tech priest. 
Grell destroyed. Shit. All right. I don't. All right. Oh, come on, baby. Okay. All right. Here we go. I need a three. Yes. I got a three. I got an icon and an exalted. Wow. Dude, that is my worst skill. I'm shaking. My thumb is, is shaking. 55 seconds to go. You uh, you apply some bandages. You're screaming at boots. He's like ripping sleeves off and shit. And you're able to uh, stabilize the surgeon. I just let out a huge sigh of relief. I look to the surgeon and say, the horrors that are in store for you. I kick him in his nub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is he is he conscious or he's... Kind of. He's more like in shock. He's just kind of like... Like, you can tell he's alive, but he's just staring like blankly up at the... Okay. Like, he's not a fighter. You know, he, he has no idea what, even what he's experiencing. He right. just knows that he's just like... Ugh. Okay. All right, so I'll radio to uh, to Viceroy um, to carefully uh, bring the ship in. Oh, yeah, I already did. These guns ain't working. All right. Good, good, good. Very good. All right, so uh, Bannon will look to Boots and be like, uh, help me. And we try to pick him up. Uh, he's a small guy. He's a nerdy little doctor. So All right, Boots. disregard. I turn to Boots. I say, do me a favor. Carry him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Boots kind of look like uh, we're rescuing this this guy, or we're bringing this motherfucker back. Like we're bringing this motherfucker back. And he, all right, and he grabs him by the throat and like lifts <laughs> him up and just kind of like almost like a choke slam, just like on his shoulder. Okay. And we start marching out. All right, I just do like a once over in the room and I look for Ichabod. Uh, yeah, you find him. He's one of the pox walkers that went down. Right, I just put another round in his head. Okay, just so in my mind it's confirmed that I did the Inquisitor's bidding. Good. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll head back to uh, we'll head back to the ship, and I guess from there we're going to uh, load this guy up. Yep, and head back out of orbit to the Inquisitor ship. Okay, because obviously this guy is good for nothing, right? At least right now. Yeah. All right, so uh, we get back to the Inquisitor ship, and uh, would you bring this surgeon to the Inquisitor or? I'm bringing everybody. Okay. Right. I'm gonna bring the surgeon and that uh, that tech priest. Okay. D- did we deduce any information from him? I-, I guess at one point I'll I'll like rendezvous with Grell to find out what exactly he uh, was able to. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. So uh, probably the guy who I should not let be my chief interrogator. <laughs> Does the tech priest no longer have any sort of like? Uh, Funny you say that. Oh no. Uh, he doesn't have much of anything left. Um, as a matter of fact, really all that's left of him uh, after the cauterization and, and the hot acid that Grell was using, all that's left of him is a head and torso. Uh, still alive, medically speaking. Uh, and Grell informs you that after intense questioning, uh, that he believes that this guy um, was in fact innocent. 
Uh, you had to take it this far to figure that one out? I want to make sure he not lying pig. <laughs> oh, but look, he worked for a bad man. He, he, now he bad man. Maybe we turn him into light switch. Oh, boy. A light switch. That, that's where your mind goes with this. Grell, you're a sick puppy. You're a sick motherfucker. Uh, he's still alive. Yes, yes, he is. I guess you did follow my instructions. So do we bring him back to sh- mothership or do we uh, let him go? Let him. How is he going anywhere? Was he going to roll back to the hospital? I, we just drop him off here. The hospital nearby. <laughs> no, he'll he'll come with us. Oh, okay. We have the technology. We can rebuild him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll come with us. Fuck. All right. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll head back to the show. We get back to Starhammer, and. Uh, you bring everybody before the, uh, the this <laughs> this tech priest and uh, yeah, and the and the wounded surgeon. Okay, uh, no, I picture like you're just dragging them both in by their collars and just drop them at his feet, or like are you putting them in like mobile chairs? No, or? dragging. I like the effect of of dragging, okay. like the visualization of having like boots just fucking drag these two like borderline corpses to the okay. inquisitor's feet. Yeah. All right. Um, so the Inquisitor tells you to uh, begin your interrogation of the surgeon, and as he says that, he plunges uh, like a morphine needle, or a, 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 check that, an adrenaline needle into the back of the surgeon and just pushes the plunger, pulls it back out, throws it to the ground, and the surgeon all of a sudden just kind of like, ah! and he kind of like comes back. And the Inquisitor sits on his throne, much like Shao Kahn, in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and just now lets you do, do you, boo. Oh, how kind. Well, we're going to revisit something that this guy saw at our first introduction. So I, I take my timer out and put it down. Say, this time it's not going to go so well for you if the sand runs. What is it? Three minutes, right? Five minutes. Five Who do you work for? I think you know who I work for. I want to hear it come out of your mouth. Who do you work for? I work for my God, of course. I take my thumb and I place it on the wound that I gave him on his leg. (laughs) Give me uh, intimidation with a plus one dice. Difficulty you two. A lot of wires on the line. Uh, I pass. No shift. I work for Slanesh. My God. What's your purpose? To spread his glory. Who else is involved? I don't know the answer to that. Sure you do. At the hospital, who else is involved? Let's keep it small. At the hospital? Yes. Nobody. Nobody knows. They're not smart enough. They think they're smart, but they're not. Where is Ghost? (sighs) 
probably recruiting more harbingers if I had to guess. That's not what I asked you. I said where, where, where is Ghost? Ghost goes where he wants. So how do you get in contact with Ghost? I don't. How does he get in contact with you? He comes to visit. Where? At the hospital. When? When he needs me. When was the last time he visited you? Right before you showed up, as luck would have it. Luck is not on your side today, my friend. <laughs> I think it is, because I'm about to meet my master, and Ghost already knows that you're here. Oh, you're not going anywhere. You're not meeting anyone. You will be tortured and kept alive for ages. One day I'll die. Mm. Won't come soon enough for you, though. So what was the plan? You were going to use the blood and infect the food sources? Of the whole system. And this, <laughs> this is just one planet among millions. Think of how many planets you've already lost. And you don't even know it. I just looked to the Inquisitor. And no reaction from him. Yeah, I pretty much, I have nothing else for this guy. I, I really can't think of anything else that I'd want to ask him. Okay. So I just, I turn to the Inquisitor and say, he's, he's obviously yours if there's anything else that you need from him. <laughs> oh, we have plans for him. He will not meet his maker, but he will serve the Emperor. Until we deem fit. I love this man. And uh, he has his contingent come and scoop him up and uh, drag him away. Okay. I believe this brilliant surgeon will make an even more brilliant flesh drone. Flesh drone. That's hot. Okay. What of this one? Uh, I, I, I believe through um, what can be observed as extensive torture techniques, uh, he had nothing to do with this. So he's innocent. He is. Very well. Let's, uh, let's do the right thing. We are not ones to punish the innocent, so we'll allow him to transcend. Uh, put him in the incinerator. Uh, while you were gone, you did receive uh, a communication from Athuna. I'll leave you to it. It's in your quarters. Thank you. And uh, they pick up the torso of this thing and throw it into an incinerator. And now he became exhaust from the thruster engines of there this. You go. From dust to dust. Void ship. <laughs> Fucking exhaust. Okay. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make my way back to the quarters. All right. Uh, so there's uh, basically like a 41st millennium letter for you on a, on a data slate. Okay. 
uh, and it's from uh, the ground forces in uh, Athuna. Uh, it's from the ground forces in Athuna, and um, it's basically uh, letting you know that they have conducted experiments on this relic, mm. and they've determined that it is a beacon of some kind, and it's directing them toward the halo system, the halo stars. So there's nothing really to do with it other than it shows some kind of projection on the galactic map, and it's somewhere in the halo system. Which is to the far galactic northeast. Or, I'm sorry, northwest. Um, okay. Because that creates our next destination. And that is where we will stop. It's a beautiful thing. Here we are. We've War. made it. We've made it. Well, we've made it to a good stopping point. No, I thought you were talking about like us, you and, oh, you and I, physically. We yeah, made it. We made it to the end. Yeah, we've survived. We came out on the other side of the coronavirus. Um, How long do you think we're going to have to talk about the coronavirus for? Months. I'm thinking- well, <clears throat> If it was up to me, I would never bring it up again. Yeah, but, but. me, I just, all I want to do is talk about it because I think it's a fucking <laughs> fallacy. I'm thinking that this is going to carry on till probably June. Yeah. Maybe July. That's my prediction. That this will all be buttoned up yep. by most likely the beginning to mid-July. And that's when I'll start watching the news about it. And I'll start reporting on it and start it all yeah. over again. See, you, you, I like watching shows current. You like watching reruns. Yes. So you'll just, you'll catch up. You'll play the binge watch. Right. And I get it, you know, day to day. I'll be like that guy where decades after the Civil War, I'll just find a guy from the South and just start shooting him. <laughs> like, no, man, the war's over. <laughs> I never, I never found out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that's it. Yeah, for Warhammer, we're done. I think next week we'll do a we'll talk about. Uh, so for those who are unaware, uh, this last section of gameplays uh, was from a module, uh, Blessings Unheralded, mm. which is like a starter opening adventure for the Wrath and Glory campaign or, or rule system, I should say. And uh, so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about some of the characters, some of the characters you never got to meet. Um. And how you liked the module overall? Then I think I think it's worth it because we will come back to this one day. I think uh, it's worth talking about what we like about this game system, which should take a couple of minutes, and then what we do not like, which, which should will- be the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, man, what a cool setting! But boy, is this game hard to play, dude! It's fucking painful. We started this podcast with Warhammer, and we started in May. We we're approaching one year, and to this day, we still had to double check on some of the rules. Yeah, and it's not like rules like we came across this for the first time ever. It's like, oh, wait, how does this work again? Yeah. No, the mechanics are just kind of, eh, eh, they're boring. Yeah. You know, and convoluted. And the book, I think, is horribly written. Um, thumbing through the Shadowrun book, seeing how that's just one book also, dude, I, I, head and shoulders above Wrath and Glory. Yeah. So, But again, we can get into that next week when we do our little recap. Yeah, and as so, we kind of transition into the Shadowrun world. So I think next week will be a recap of Warhammer. 
the week following. So let me look at my calendar. Yes, yes. When uh, when do they shut down the uh, the grid because of coronavirus? Because we're going to have to put Oh, what a nice break. Wouldn't that be sweet? Uh, so on the twenty on the thirtieth uh, will be a wrap up. On the sixth will be like a session zero. We'll finish out your character. We'll do the setting, and then on the thirteenth, April thirteenth will be probably the first episode of gameplay for Shadowrun. Excellent. And I think that's a good time to announce the winner for the. If it's good for Brian, it's good for you. Uh, but you meant to tobacco. say if it's good for me, it's good for you. You're Brian. Right, but the name of the giveaway of it's good for Brian, it's good for you. Me. The no, the people on the other end of this thing. Oh. The listener. Yes. Okay. I hope everybody appreciated the uh the dog picture. Soze is a handsome devil. He's a son of a bitch, that guy. Real <laughs> ladies man. Uh by the way, mm-hmm. we recorded both these episodes today and not a sighting from Barry. Is your mother-in-law dead? I haven't seen the Russian lady come through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't go down there in I case... Have, uh, I want to check on that. Yeah. Maybe maybe Barry's getting with your mother-in-law? You think he's stripping her? I think so. Mm. He likes the old Russian lady, maybe, maybe since does. she hasn't been around. Maybe he's having a menage old toit. <laughs> menage dusty toit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, to, uh, to fibromyalgia. Apparently a trailer park element for hoarders. To zombie preppers. Yeah. If only we gave the technology back to the Africans. Africans? To SHTF. Cool. Enough with the acronyms. Enough. To Menage Dusty Twas. <laughs> what a horrible image in my head. <sighs> Two dice. And pipes. <laughs> <laughs>